We are excited to have our friend Patty Aubrey join us again as we take a deeper dive into stepping into your own power and giving yourself permission to do, be, and have more in your life. Don't miss this episode. Trapped by the belief that I'm not good enough, bound by the limitations and the lies that consumed my world, this was me. It wasn't until I took the biggest leap in my life to know and trust the power within. And it was at that moment I made a choice. My past will not define me anymore. Hello, I am Terry Cardula, and I know I am not alone in this. Over the years, I have found that the number one mistake that we make is that we get in the way of our own success story. Yes, I said it. On this show, together we'll tackle limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, getting stuck, fear, doubt, overwhelm, and the imposter syndrome. Join us on this journey designed to transport you beyond your limitations to a world where anything is possible. This is Talking With Terry. Hi, and welcome back to Talking With Terry, where we have powerful conversations to transform your life and your business. And today I'm honored to have our guest, Patty Aubrey, with us today. As president of the Canfield Training Group, Patty Aubrey has not only overseen the growth of the publishing industry's first billion dollar brand, Chicken Soup for the Soul, but she's also created a multi million dollar training company around the success, success principles of author Jack Canfield. Patty has expanded these live training and coaching programs to 108 countries and prepared thousands of emerging success trainers for professional careers in the transformational field. She's also a number one New York Times bestselling author. And now she has dedicated her experience to women entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and corporate employees. Welcome, Patty. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So let's get started. And for those that may not know you yet, but are going to get to know you today, how did you come to be where you're at today? So give us kind of a little backstory here. Lots of wine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, you know, growing up, I always thought that I would go into business and I would be some sort of business owner. I always had this dream of you know, having success, but really didn't know what I look, what I was going to look like. And so I went to college and I got my degree in business and got out of college and married the wrong person and ended up in a tech company and hated tech at the time, which looking back now, probably would have been a good thing to stick with a little bit of the tech and, um, and really kind of got back to my, I moved back to Los Angeles where I was born and raised and I got divorced and I looked at what do I want to do? And so because I didn't know, I just started to look through the LA times paper to, for an ad because for, for a job, there was no Craigslist, there was no online, anything, you know, there was very few headhunters at the time. And so I saw this big ad that said secretary wanted 25,000 a year and 25,000 was really big. And I had just finished doing a workshop that I'd never done. I'd never set a goal in my life until about two months prior to that. My goal was to make 25,000 a year. Okay. My biggest fear was to be a secretary. My father was a typist in the army and he made me take typing. And I always said, I'm not going to be a secretary. Somebody else can type for me, blah, blah. And we had these great debates. Well, he won the debate, so I took typing. And so as I looked at this ad, I thought, I don't want to be a secretary, but if you're going to pay me 25000 a year, and this is in the 80s, I guess you can call me whatever you want. And so I answered the ad in the paper and then I didn't get the job. And, uh, and so ended up going back three months later for another interview, end up getting the job. Turns out it was Jack Canfield, who at the time I didn't know who he was. I didn't care. I just wanted the 25000 a year and then <laughs> and starting hours at 10 a.m. and finishing at 6. 
So I was avoiding traffic because of LA, right? Little did I know that I would really be working from like 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. Uh, on a regular basis. Oh, heavens. $2 an hour. <laughs> oh, heavens. <laughs> yeah, so that was the beginning of just getting exposed to the world of transformation. Yeah. And, um, and possibility, really, Terry. It's like I, never, I was never around anyone that allowed me the space to sort of create who I was going to become. Yeah. And, and when I met Jack, it was just sort of easy to do that because he basically came into my office and said, here's everything. I'm going on the road for three weeks. And so I was the only one there. So to be there and to not have any real guidance, I got to look around and look at what works and what doesn't work. There was a lot of things that didn't work that were archaic. And, and so taking my tech background, I was able to reconfigure the office and up-level everything from a computer standpoint and get his slides up to date, make them in PowerPoint and Keynote instead of, or in PowerPoint then, instead of on, you know, with uh, those Crayola. Oh, yes. Things. Oh, yes. Yes. I don't know what they're called. Like transparencies, I think. Yeah. They were those, uh, those big things that set up on a desk. Uh, yes. Over projectors. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we, we, that's what we use. <laughs> oh my. And um, oh my goodness. And so that was set, kind of the beginning, really, of of kind of the start. And then from there, we um, decided to create the first chicken soup for the soul book. And so we did that. And through that process, I became very sort of in the middle of our publisher and uh, Jack, and then our our co-author Mark Johansson. I was sort of the mediator in the group, so I ended mm-hmm. up becoming the president of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Yeah. And I, of course, saw the production of about 230 or 250 books and uh, a lot of licensing and a lot of drama and a lot of chaos. <laughs> and I always tell people, if I ever write a memoir, you'll know it's mine because it will say from soup to nuts and back. Um, <laughs> so, so that I was, love it. Yeah, so that was kind of it. And then, and then at the end of the day, we sold our company in 2008 and we kind of decided to take a year to look at what do we want to do for the rest of our lives. And we had been training teachers, you know, before that. And so we, it was kind of my idea. I said, come on, Jack, let's, just, let's go back to training the world with the principle, the success principles that we've used to build yeah. chicken soup for the soul brand. We, we have a brand now behind us that we have proof that it works. Yeah. And it'd be easier to sell and we can train trainers around the world. And his initial reaction was, why would anybody want to be trained by me? I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe just because. And yes. so we did that. And then um, a, a few years later, we were, well, uh, several years later, actually, probably five or six years later, we were in the Middle East and I was doing a meditation and I had this idea that we should create a certification for trainers or speakers or authors or coaches or anyone that has a desire to inspire others to give them a really clear formulation of how to deliver content in a very systemized, formatted, logical way. And so we, when we embarked on that, took about two years, which was really great for me because I didn't really understand how, thing, how things worked in what order necessarily. I was really good at processing. I was really good at brainstorming and masterminding, but I didn't really get why you put things in what order at some level. Yeah. It's like being, a chiro- being um, an architect, Really, and if you're building a house, your architect knows things you don't know. So you can look at the blueprint and understand it. Yeah. But they also know why they put everything where they put it. And so I wanted to really figure that out. And so by creating this online certification, I was able to really train myself at a different level. And I have to say, I, I've gone through that train to trainer program, and it is so robust. Mm. And it's just, I mean, 
I was blown away. And actually, I actually called the company. I actually called you guys and said, hey, I just want, I don't know who I need to be saying thank you to, but just, I want to applaud whoever put this together because this is, it's just so much. So, and I know that you put your heart and soul into creating that program and just massive love. Yeah. And it, and I did, but I was on a mission because I really, I was in one of those guided meditations where I thought, okay, why am I here right now? What am I supposed to do? And I heard it as loud and clear as day. And I saw every picture. I saw the whole layout. And so when the universe delivers something back to you like that, you, you can't mess around. You just have to listen. Yes. You have, and, and when people said, oh, it's never going to work. That's too, but you can't transform lives online. This is way before, you know, this is like 2013, 14. We can't certify people from afar, blah, 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 all these different things. And I thought there must be a way because I wouldn't have gotten this download. And I, I was taught that you have to believe it to see it. Yes. And so I was sort of a dog on a bone and not very graceful about it, to be honest. But it, it, so it was a two year long grueling process. That's where the wine came in really handy. Yes, there you go. And, um, but at the end of it, I really understood how to, that there was a can filled methodology that Jack really did have something that a lot of trainers didn't have. And because I, I knew I knew that it was there because every place we went around the world, it always worked, but I couldn't articulate what it was. And yeah. so by getting really clear and teaching myself first, I was able to then create something that anyone could understand that you didn't have to already be a teacher or a speaker or anything else. And so by going through that, it sort of grew me in a, at a new level where I realized that I'd been playing really small. Mm. And as much as I'd built a billion dollar brand and I was president of this net, I'll blah, 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 whatever, who cares? the reality was I was hiding behind Jack. Mm. And yeah. so um, my mom was very ill and she was, uh, she passed away. And on her deathbed, she said to me, please don't hide behind that man. The two of you built this business together. And I did not raise a daughter to be invisible. And wow. so that sort of sent me on a mission, you know, to really mm. look at, well, if I was playing small and staying invisible because my comfort zone was how to run a business, I knew that. And so I could just stay there and not grow and take all these accolades for being important at some level. But in my heart of hearts, I knew that there was more to the story that I, there was more that I needed to do. And so I had to get scared and I had to, you know, freak out and I had to step into who I wanted to become in anyway. And I had to do it slowly and painfully and step in, step out, step in, step out. Yeah. Right. And, um, and so now my mission really is all about giving women permission to be seen because I think it's time for women to really be stepping into their power and to have the support that they need that we've, as women, just is sort of ingrained in our DNA to support others, to support everyone else besides ourselves, yeah. and to create this new level of support of why it's so important that you surround yourself with a great cheerleading squad and that you have your own tribe and that you realize that no one, no man, no woman, no anybody has ever gone that route of success alone, really. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think I met you through Jack, through one of the events, and I've known you, I don't know, four or five years now. And I just have seen, I just love watching you grow and expand, right? And, and I do, I do have your book right here. Her latest book is Permission yeah. Granted. It's right here in my little hands for those that are listening in. And I just, there's a part in here and I, I love how you said, um, there's a couple great things, but I want, let me, let me look at, look at me. I've already like posted up your, your book, <laughs> but it's, it, it was really to give yourself permission 
right? And you said, you know, to let go of all those other stories that you'd been telling yourselves. And I think as women, we have this element of, it's just that I feel like it's, we're more complex beings, mm-hmm. right? And there's just so much more to us. And it, and I love how you said you had to let all those other stories let go of your head, but you had been looking for approval from other people, mm-hmm. right? So it's just, I think there's a lot of women that's listening right now that's probably still in that place, or maybe they just recently come out of that place of like, so how, how have you been able to kind of transform that for yourself of, you know, giving yourself permission in all kind of areas of your life to really, you know, transform that piece? Well, I think first of all, I had to ask myself, what do I really want? Mm -hmm. And then I had to look at, all right, so the truth is, this is what I want. These are the facts. And are the stories that I'm telling myself supporting what I want? And if they're not supporting that, am I willing to let go of some of the stories that don't support my future and create new stories that will? Because one of the things I know that you talk about is fear. And what a lot of us do is we envision what will go wrong when we set this new place or if we leave that husband or we say, I quit that ugly job or I decide I want to be a mom and I want to build a business at the same time whatever it is, we're stepping into a new space that is sort of undefined and it's on the edge and we can't see the future. And so it's really about letting go of the old version of you and and looking at what stories can I make up to support the new version of me. Yeah. Well, if I was good enough, if I was smart enough, if I was capable, what would I do and how would I act? Yeah. Start to, you know, he used to use the term like fake it until you make it. But it, I, I don't really believe that because I feel like that's kind of an out-of-body experience. And I think it's yeah. about really visualizing, getting really clear about how you would be when you have achieved success. Mm-hmm. If I was to step out and go do a book called Permission Granted, how would I show up for others? Would I be compassionate? Would I be a good listener? Would I be less judgmental and more open? Would I start to see women as their soul and not as their skin color, their hair color, their weight, their height, their style, whatever it might be? Mm -hmm. And so how do I transform me into being more of this presence that can create a safety net for other women to then show up and say, I feel so safe here that I'm willing to say what's not well, or, you know, what are my fears, my concerns, my obstacles, my stories, you know, my, the things I hide, I mean, all that stuff. And so it really is more about making up a new future and and making up those stories that will support you. Because at the end of the day, we don't know what the future looks like until we get there. And so lots of times we just make up stuff that doesn't support the future. It's like, it's like having a nightmare versus a dream. So dream big instead of creating living nightmares for ourselves in the future, because you know, being scared is actually a good thing. It means that you're growing and you're stretching and it's okay to be scared. I mean, I say when, when we're, when we're in resignation, we're stagnant and we're we're like, we're stale and we die. And so in order to look good, feel good, be happy, we really have to decide that we're going to put ourselves first, not in a, not in a selfish way, but in a way that it's sort of like if, if the airplane's you know, losing oxygen, you put your mask on so you can get your kids handled, but you don't pass out yeah. by putting the mask on your kids. And I think lots of us do that, you know, we sacrifice ourselves. Yeah. So it's, it's, and it's not easy. Yeah. 
and I'm not discounting it. And I'm not saying, Oh, look, I did it, you know, blah, blah, blah. It, look, I've been doing this for 31 flipping years. You know, you would have yeah. thought it's I would process. have gotten it a it little is, bit sooner, you know, it is a, it is a, it is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, no. these stories, these lies that we bought don't happen overnight. Right. And right. so it is a process kind of, of kind of shedding, like you were saying, like shedding those old stories and those old belief systems that are not serving us. And like, you know, you said it so beautifully, it's really kind of stepping in and acting as if, right. Like stepping yeah. in and acting as if I've already created that success. And a lot of times I'll talk about the like vibrational, you know, kind of yeah. physics of that. And as soon as we step into that we actually start to, you know, go up on that scale of vibration. And it's like, okay, let's, let's hold this space. And, and you're right. Like things will start to fall into place for us. So beautifully when we're in that place of space of receiving and allowing of it, right. Well, it doesn't happen overnight, but it is, it is a continual process that we're doing on ourselves. Right. Like, yeah, you know, of just like, okay, there's, okay. I get to make a choice at the end of the day, I get to make a choice Am I buying this reality or am I buying this reality? Because as you know, the brain doesn't, can't tell the difference. So, you know, where are we spending our time? Exactly. And, and what you said about vibration, it's so, it's so real. So if we're vibrating in fear or lack, we're at a very, very low vibration. So if we just assume that, you know, quantum physics really exists and all this stuff around the secret is real, but it's not because we know it's scientific, then and like attracts like, then you're going to attract people that are in fear. You're going to attract people that are in that low vibration. You're going to attract situations that are in that space. So if anything, you want to scare yourself straight enough to be happy no matter what. Yeah. Because honesty and truth along with gratitude are the, the fastest, um, it, it's, a, it's the fastest speed there is really. So it's the highest vibration. Yeah, exactly. So you want to attract that back. And I think we all know as women, the times we've taken the high road and said, you know, we let go of our story about someone's late or someone did this and we just love them for who they are. We almost always find out that our story was wrong. Yeah. You know, something shows up and you're like, thank God I didn't go off and say that or whatever it might be. Right. So it's just, and, and I think a lot of us too, we, you know, we read a ton about these limiting beliefs and different things. I like to reframe it because limiting beliefs for me is something that I've been dragging along for the last 55 years of my life, right? Like it's in this backpack. <laughs> Here's my beliefs. <laughs> and, I'm, and they, you know, they define me. Instead, I like to say, look, we all have habits, all right? And thinking is a habit. So if we have a bad habit of negativity or thinking negatively, we can change that habit to think positively. It's just like if you smoked and you quit, if you drank and you quit, if you ate chocolate at three in the morning and you quit. I mean, I don't, whatever habit wasn't supporting you, and you replace it with a different habit. Because when you take something out, you always have to put something back in. Right. You have a hole. Yeah. And so we're filling that, that negativity hole with positivity. And that positivity is there to support us to be the best version of us. And so it's like, oh, yeah. You know, I've, I've taken up running before. I can take up positivity. You know? And yeah. so it's a different way to kind of read. Yeah, I love that different, I, I love the different angle on it. It's a, di- a different perception of it, right? And it's, yeah. it's, again, going back to, because I feel like that's empowering, right? That's empowering to say, I have now choice, right? And I can choose yeah. this, I can choose this, I can choose this and, you know, and being okay and being empowered by the choices that we make. It's um, so true. I love that. I love choice. I mean, I think if, if anything, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, you've read the success principles, you've been yeah. through and he talks about the whole concept of E plus R equals O, right? So events happen and then we respond. And so anybody out there that hasn't heard this before, everything in our life is an event. 
whether it's our alarm clock going off, it's our husband walking in at six o'clock pissed off, it's one of the kids running out and almost getting hit by a car where we freak out, whatever it might be. And but we we react typically. And so mm-hmm. what what you're talking about, Terry, is consciously choosing to respond. Right. And so yeah. something happens, you're like, oh, here's a situation. I get to intentionally choose how I want to respond to that event, whether it was my husband screaming, the kids saying, yeah. me getting into some kooky thing, whatever it might be. Right. But knowing like, oh, this is a science project called my life. I, <laughs> right? It's true, right. right? And everyone in my life is a little rat and they're all, <laughs> I'm on a big wheel. Yeah. I was yeah. about me. But it's, it's, it's true. It's like, okay, I, I get to intentionally choose how to respond to this event. And with that response, I get to create the outcome, whether it be good or bad. So if my husband yeah. comes and says, I had a crappy day and I turn around and go, you think your day was bad. You have no idea. Then we just got a, a pretty bad outcome called yeah. speak tonight. Or I could say, huh, well, tell me more about that. And then maybe he chills out and he gets over five minutes and the rest of the evening goes well, whatever yeah. it might be for anybody that's yeah. listening. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's probably the most simple equation on the planet, but the most profound game changer for all of us. Absolutely. And and you and I were talking right before we hopped on this call. And I had said, like, when we're in that place of receiving and allowing, and we're at that higher vibration, I, I, I told you, I had four things out of my day that were kind of like, not a, at not didn't go as planned. Right. And it was just like, but it was like a dance. It was like, so effortless, like, Oh, and it kept getting better. Cause I was like, Ooh, I saw the positives really quick within them. And it's like, Oh, that was, that worked out better. That worked out better. Like, look at this, look at this. And it all like, it all was, or it felt orchestrated in some weird way. And I was doing this dance with it and I was like, ah, okay. Right. So so, cool. Kind of like the whole, you know, when you have that high intention to have a great day and you're not attached to how it, because sometimes we think it's supposed to be a certain way, but it just showed up differently, but you still got the outcome that you were looking for when you woke up. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. If not better. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So those powerful intentions. Oh my goodness. So many good, uh, yummy nuggets from this conversation. So I, um, I think that's a great ending point here. We're talking about, you know, the, the, the power of choice, um, but also, you know, how we show up, how we respond versus react and, you know, really setting the intentions for our days. So thank you so much, Patty, for being on here today. So how do people, I mean, how do people grab your book? How do people um, get in contact with you and see what you're all about and, you know, the, the, the mission and the movement that you're on and having an impact in this world? Well, thank you for asking. uh, And thank you for having me on the show. You can go to amazon.com and get permission granted by Patty Aubrey. And then there's another permission granted that's older that has a different byline. This one is all about speaking up, showing up and being seen. And uh, again, it's at amazon.com. Or you can go to my website, uh, simply at Patty, P-A-T-T-Y, Aubrey, A-U-B as in boy, E-R-Y.com. And you can see the programs that I offer. I run year-long programs, mastermind groups. I'm kicking off a program all about giving yourself permission as women to really show up and be seen over the next six months. So that's exciting. It starts in October. And um, yeah, then that's, that's where you can find me, pattyaubrey.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, Patty, for not only giving yourself permission to be showing up and being seen, but also giving permission to other people to do it. Because I think we have this ripple effect and that's how we can have a massive impact in this world. So thank you so much. And um, everyone take a look at the show notes and I will be putting all of her contact information down below. And so check out her information, like, love, and follow her as well. Bye everyone. Bye, Patty. Thank you. I am so grateful that you joined me for this episode. If you've enjoyed this, then there's just one thing that I would like you to do. Click to subscribe and leave me a rating and review. 
As my way to thank you, let's connect for a free consultation. Just reach out to me at talkingwithterry, that's T-E-R-I dot com to book your time. We are all on this journey. We all have our, quote, stuff to overcome. It starts with us making the choice of how we show up and give ourselves permission to just simply go for it. All right, our next guest is here to share three strategies to create anything you desire in your life. Don't miss it. 